Hello and welcome to the Story X Story podcast, where we discuss stories across pop culture, plus give you advice on creating your own. It's episode number 54, the last of the year, and I am your co-host, Nigel. I am Tazzy, content creator, streamer, and co-host. And our guest for today is non-existent. We have no guest. It's just me and Tazzy. We are wrapping up the year in stories, letting you know what some of our favorite stories of the year has been. Has been? Have been. There you go. Grammar. Yeah. Grammar is important, people. So, um, so yeah, there's no guests today. We're going to count down. <laughs> we're going to attempt to count down some of our favorite stories of the year. So stick with us um, and then look ahead to 2021. Uh, so before we get into that, uh, as always, you can subscribe to Story X Story on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify and wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, you can always send us feedback and questions to feedback at myamada.com or on social media at myamada on Twitter, at myamadatees on Instagram or at Tazzy on both. So we're going to get into that countdown, but first going to, I guess, wrap up the year uh, in the myamada universe. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, so how do we round up this year? Uh, so I guess I'll just say it's been a year. <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> it hasn't been, uh, existed. Yeah, just. It, it's it's been uh, it's definitely been three hundred and sixty-five days or three hundred and sixty-five thousand days. I'm not sure. You might need to check how many days it's actually been, but uh, we have made it to the end. So if you're listening to this, you have also made it to the end of 2020. Uh, it has not been the year that uh, certainly that I planned. Uh, I vaguely remember going into this year with certain plans. Um, pretty much all of them have been dashed except the podcast. I think the podcast is the only thing that has remained fairly consist consistent throughout the pandemic. I think it's thrived in 2020. Yeah, even, yeah, 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 in that way. So um, so yeah, there's definitely been some good things that have come from the podcast and, and other areas of my matter so just to let you know that this is the last episode of season two so we will be taking a recording break over january and we'll be returning in february with new episodes new guests returning guests uh, and all that uh, stuff as we continue to yeah build and, and grow and, and get more listeners for the podcast so yeah thank you everyone who has listened to us for any length of time who has joined us on the podcast and um yeah just like given time to listen to us talk about stories uh, over the year so for january there will be some episodes we'll have pre-recorded episodes so make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss any we've got a few uh bonus episodes recordings from our live stream in fact, multiple live streams that we did over January and things like that. So, yeah, there will be stuff uh, in your feeds over January, but we'll be back proper in February. One of the things that definitely got uh, dashed in terms of planning is Gamepad, which um, we're still in the process of reworking uh, in a sense. Um, but, yeah, next year it will look completely different <laughs> uh, to what it would have looked like had it not been for the pandemic. And I think long term it will be for the better. Uh, it's just, uh, yeah, it was definitely difficult at the beginning and there's a lot of work to do to uh, to get it into the place where uh, we think we can yeah we can we can make it like a big event big community um and online is going to be a big part of that 
So our next Gamepad online event is going to be Saturday the 16th of January. So you can get tickets, they're free, and you get uh, event reminders and um, high-res artwork if you also join our community uh, on Discord. So you can do that right now. We'll have links to that in the show notes. And yeah, Gamepad is... Um, is our platform for promoting inclusion and diversity through gaming. And I think one of the things we've been able to think about is the community side of things um, when it comes to online and also the opportunity that we have uh, as an events organizer to provide uh, opportunities for young people, particularly young people from underrepresented groups in the industry to gain awareness of roots into the industry and work experience as well. So we're going to be mixing all those things together for a uh, new look gamepad, hopefully uh, bigger and better gamepad in 2021 and beyond. And as part of that, we are launching a membership. So we have a membership called Studio 77, which is the gamepad Maya Mada, uh, membership that will give you exclusive access to our upcoming activities, events and content over the year. What we're doing at the moment is letting people uh, have the opportunity to become founding members where you can register your interest to be part of the membership up until January uh, and everyone who is uh, in that sort of registration uh, window will get an opportunity to sign up for 50% off the membership uh, when the full details come out. So we'll be speaking more about that uh, at the next gamepad. But yeah, if you want to jump on board, if you are interested um, in what we do uh, and want to support and be involved in a bigger way, yeah, uh, just hit the link in the show notes as well, and you'll get more information on that. So I think, yeah, Gamepad is one of the things that has changed for for the better, like I say, and definitely the most uh, this year. Mm-hmm. And we're still a manga brand, so uh, sometimes I, I forget that I have to write, write this manga, <laughs> uh, like <laughs> our latest one uh, to come, which is Serious Through the Fog. And that absolutely wasn't on the cards at all um, and it's been directly inspired by the pandemic uh, and is in progress now after a successful kickstarter campaign so for those that um, follow our manga you might already know that serious is our story about a young rabbit called blake and his journey to become essentially a successful entrepreneur and prove himself in the big city called the jungle uh, you may also know that it's loosely, very loosely, uh, based on our own journey, um, specifically mine and Lau, who wrote uh, the story that I'm now continuing. And yeah, just because of where life um, and business went, uh, I thought it would be a good opportunity to make a story to help process my thoughts. Uh, to be honest, that was probably the, f- the first thing, but create something within the Maya Matter universe that kind of spoke to what's happening uh, and gives people, young people in particular, an opportunity uh, to focus on the positive outcomes and lessons that can still be had, even in what has been a very challenging and at times dark uh, year. There's still things that can be learned uh, and taken forward. So I was just going to say, I'm looking forward to uh, reading how Blake deals with with sort of like adversity in a challenging situation. So I'm really looking forward to this story. Yeah, it, it's been an interesting challenge because it's a shorter story. Um, it, I've actually extended it a little bit just to fit everything in, but it's going to be a case of like Blake having to deal with it as the leader of the group, but also each individual member of the team sort of dealing with their own issues as well. And it's, yeah, it's, like I said, it's allowed me a time, to, an opportunity to process some of the things that I've seen in terms of reactions, my own reactions, other people's reactions, and hopefully it, it comes out um, in into a good story. 
So like I was saying, it's a good reason to uh, join a membership because what I want to do more of is share more of the behind the scenes in terms of like the artwork we produce. So we've got ideas for, well, just basically share like, you know, character sketches and different bits of page artwork, cover artwork, but also create videos um, that talk a bit more about our process. So all those things are uh, going to be part of the membership. So yeah, please do check that out if you are interested in any of the work that we produce. So to be honest, I can say a lot more about the year in review, but that's been a few of the main things that we've been looking at. So I think anything else, just follow us online. And what we're going to do now is start to wrap up our best stories of the year. So people listening to us uh, and something I've certainly learned is that Tazzy does not like picking favorites. <laughs> so, <laughs> so this is borderline punishment. Too, for much, too much love to give. And uh, I, yeah, I don't want to get like, there's enough to go around. <laughs> See, I on the other hand, I actually enjoy picking favorites. Um, <laughs> I like separating winners and losers, but I still had problems uh, with this. So we're going to do, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to do a, a, a top five. I put in air quotes. So we're going to count down from five to one. Uh, in Taz's case, it might just be a general um, five uh, in no particular yeah. order. There's no order. They just There's exist. No, okay. <laughs> It was hard enough just to pick in the five, let alone yeah. giving them a rank. Like, no, you made it into will, the, yeah. the five. I will, I will give you that. It was, it was tough to get that uh, five. So uh, I have also not seen Tazzy's picks. Uh, she's not seen mine. So as we record, we're doing this live. So we're going to discover what each thinks about stories of the year. And because we cover different types of stories um, across mediums, um, across pop culture uh, on this show, the stories can also be from any medium. So we're not going to do a top five in any particular medium. We're just going to be a mix of stories. Uh, and also the stories don't necessarily need to be new this year. They just need to be new to us this year, which is a benefit for me because I have been so late to so many things. So I actually get, <laughs> there are even, as I was putting this together, there are stories that I realized I'd, oh yeah, I'd only seen this for the first time this year, even though they are like um, released ages and ages ago. Uh, so that's the criteria. As always with, uh, you know, the, the way life is, if you disagree <laughs> or, or if you agree, you can email us, you can shout out us on social media, jump in our Discord, uh, let us know what you think. We'll put a, a podcast channel in the Discord by the time you are listening to this. Uh, let us know if you agree, what stories uh, you enjoyed this year as well. So that's the criteria. And to make it easy on ourselves, um, we're going to start with just some honorable mentions, just because. Uh, there were so many stories that uh, certainly I could have added in the top five, which that I enjoyed. I know, Tazzy, you're the same. So we'll yeah. just start with a quick fire honorable mention. I will let Tazzy go first. So if you want to just give us your list of stories that you enjoyed before we get to the, uh, what I'm going to call the official top five list. Okay, this is like, I'm going to go for more than five honorable mentions. Okay. She... <laughs> no idea how many there are. I'm just going to list them off. <laughs> go for it. Uh, so I've got ReZero, Food Wars up to Series 3. I don't know where I am. Beastars, Toradora, Parasite, Coral and Tuesday, Monthly Girls. They're all in my anime category, by the way. And then Shows, The Warrior Nun, Haunting of Bly Manor, Umbrella Academy Season 2, mm. 
films, The Addams Family, the new animated one. Well, I don't. I think it's last year, but you know, the latest. Birds of Prey, like loved it. Oh yeah, uh, Into the Spider Verse. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know. That was our first episode of season two. <laughs> I feel like it's like the one new release film I've seen this year. So yeah, it gets like an extra honorable mention. I actually went to the cinema for it. Yeah, <laughs> so like that one. Into the Spider Verse, um, which only didn't make it to my top five because I feel like it's had enough light shed on it, and we all know it's great. Like, it's amazing. Yeah, you know, we know it's great. Pokemon Sword slash Shield. And uh, this one gets an extra special honorable mention more than just being listed off. And that is Descendant of, of the Elders. Uh, it's actually written by Gary uh, Swabi, who has featured on this podcast several times. And the only reason it's not in my official top five is because I've not finished it yet. Okay, that's fair. So I want to give it, you know, a finish cool Before. shout out to gary yeah but it's, it's amazing so far i'm really enjoying it i wish i put more time aside to read it because it have been dragging it out so long but that's purely <laughs> because of my like avoidance of just reading in general <laughs> <laughs> this year so yeah then my i don't know how many that was <laughs> i also lost count there's a lot there's a lot of stories but there were some good ones and that was and a many... narrowed down list as well <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's a lot there i need to actually catch up on myself including gary's work but there's a lot of anime that you mentioned that i haven't seen so i guess that's the good thing about this list we can also get recommendations uh, for things mm-hmm. that we may have not seen all right so i'll do a my quick fire to be fair i might also have more than five um but quick fire honorable mentions so i will say ready player one the book uh-huh. i'll put yeah. that in there i've almost finished it i'm actually enjoying it and understanding more and more why uh, you are annoyed at the film tazzy so that's that's becoming more clear to me but yeah i'm enjoying uh, i'm enjoying the book i would say princess mononoke which again like i said late to the party but i remember that i only watched that for the first time this year i know right it's, i love that you're terrible. so late to stuff because I'm often like Oh, we haven't bullied. even got to my top five. Yeah. <laughs> I'm often bullied for like things I haven't seen and you just make me feel so much yeah. better. <laughs> I'm I was... like, you're not that idol yet. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, honestly, some of the, the things I've still yet to miss out on. Keeping it in the uh, late to the game, I'm going to put GTA 5 only because I'm really, well, I like the story, but I'm really early, but I do want to mention it just because I like GTA. Uh, so I want to just make it known I do like, like GTA. I just was really late to this game for some reason. So that's in there. Train to Busan, which is a Korean I zombie. I love that film. Yeah, I was, um, I was genuinely surprised. I mean, I knew what it was about, but just the, yeah, the quality of it. So I was like, this is a really good, uh, really good film and really good performance by the, uh, the young girl. Uh, in our, mm. forgot her name, but yeah, trained to be songs in there. Because I watched it when it first came out. I got like free tickets to uh, okay. a preview screening of it, and yeah, it's one I wouldn't have watched, like gone out to watch. So I'm so yeah, glad I did. I get that. It's amazing. <laughs> well, I was, yeah, it was recommended to me uh, as I was working on Sirius, actually, just like potential inspiration. But yeah, just a really good um, film. I was impressed. I've also got Umbrella Academy in my honorable mention, season two. Yeah, just love watching that. Um, very dysfunctional family. Maybe we should do a podcast episode on 
on Umbrella Academy. I feel like it's come up several times. It has, actually. Yeah, I've definitely mentioned it. Yeah, we could do that. Uh, what else have I got? Uh, I've got a couple comics, Death or Glory by Rick Remender and Skyward from uh, writer Joe Henderson uh, and artist Lee Garbett, um, which I really uh, enjoy. So the final, I think it's the final because it's a short sort of series, the final volume uh, came out this year. So I reread it and it's a really, really simple concept, sort of gravity goes away <laughs> essentially and it's this new world we have to deal with that and then sort of the reason why it went away and sort of potentially bringing it back yeah it's a really good concept also has a sort of female protagonist and a black female protagonist which i i don't always see in comics so mm-hmm. sort of uh, appreciate that too oh um the boys i have to put the boys in their season two which i really enjoyed and i think i mentioned on earlier podcast that homelander is a character i just genuinely love to hate like i hate <laughs> that character but i love watching him and the performance uh and just yeah the idea of the sort of superheroes being uh corrupt and um taking that approach to it another one i recently watched is agretzko uh season yeah not the latest one i think i'm, I'm still one behind Two? So season two, I, yeah. I think yeah, we're on no, season, season two. Yeah. So season two and Oh, why did I not put that one in there? Oh, you forget. <laughs> so <laughs> I really enjoyed this because I mean I enjoyed the first season, but even the like the characters like a sort of mid twenties working woman nine to five, that's not me, but uh, I think that the the themes kind of still hit, like the pressures of sort of growing up and what you're supposed to do by a certain age. Yeah. Really, really appreciate that. And also appreciate that the episodes are really short. And they get a yeah. lot of story in a short amount of time. I know that this is supposed to be quick fire, but I just want to <laughs> also add to this because I can't believe I didn't watch it. I didn't add it because I watched it earlier in the year. And one of the things I like about this is because it's like, it's a, does it kind of come under slice of life? I'd say so. Um, but it's not set in a school with school kids. <laughs> no, <laughs> but it's got yeah, the same kind no of school, like yeah. <laughs> structure. And I'm like, I want more of this. Like animes that are like slice of life, but instead of, based in a school following like the you know teenage protagonists love stories which have like sometimes you're like questioning if this is okay yeah i get that (laughs) we can have some like based in adult spaces and follow that same kind of because it follows that same Mm. structure where we focus on it always being like with a slice of life anime the normal thing is like we're at the school and then sometimes we see at home and see them going out but yeah. this is like, it's based in the office and then we have the homes and then like the outside lives. You know, it could be based around a bar, like that that hub can be so many different adult places and we can have mm. adult characters following that format. And I'm like, I want more of this. So if you do know any, please send that in to us. <laughs> Directly at me, at Tazzy. <laughs> I want more of this, that kind of like adult slice of life. Because uh, I feel like when you go to like more adult targeted animes they tend to follow like either deeper themes or just be like mega violent or you know Mm. specifically focused on adult themes and i want i just want that nice slice of life easygoing that you can relate to yeah yeah that's what i found yeah so so my last quick fire is a series called narcos mexico uh so i don't know if you've seen this but it's um so it's a show yeah, so the original sort of narcos looked at the 
Pablo Escobar story. So I really enjoyed that. And Narcos Mexico, it looks at the, the modern war on drugs. So beginning with um, uh, cannabis and then sort of graduating to uh, cocaine. So it's a, it's a well-made show. It's a, I was going to say sort of Spanish language. A lot of it is, is in, in Spanish. And I feel that's a good decision because it makes it feel very authentic. So it's like subtitles and um, I just enjoy the, the main character, uh, Felix, Felix Gallardo. Gar- I think I'm saying that right. Felix Gallardo, who's, he becomes a kingpin, <laughs> of course. But in a weird way, it's almost like an entrepreneur story. <laughs> so that's a weird <laughs> thing to, uh, to say, but just the, the ambition uh, yeah. of this guy and the risks that he takes, like the bigger and bigger risks that he takes. Uh, in a weird way, I'm kind of like admiring that. I know it's, a, like it's based on real events and these are not good people, but just in the dramatized version, like, oh, okay, yeah, I quite like this, like this story. So, uh, yeah, so, that, <laughs> so those are my honourable mentions can i add one more to my list okay yeah no. <laughs> just quickly because i've just thought of it uh the great pretender oh i need to watch that anime on netflix yeah oh, there's a lot of stuff i've missed yeah All your right. last two just reminded me of it because it's kind of like kind of adult slice of life but then it follows a, a con artist so <laughs> <laughs> it's got that like corridor but it's a good one yeah definitely recommend i'm on on season two and uh it's like, uh, like, think along the lines of like o- the Oceans films. Ooh. If right, it was got me. a series of anime. All right, yeah, you got me. And it's, I mean, it's great. It's great. I'm not a massive fan of the Oceans film, but I feel like this takes all the best bits. Yeah, I'm quite a big fan of those, those like the heist films. and Yeah, exactly. The yeah, like yeah. heist, the team gather, like yes, yeah, all that. It's great. Yeah, <laughs> that. Okay, that, that might be on my 2021 <laughs> <laughs> list. Um, cool. Okay, so we've thrown a bunch of stories out. We've, uh, we've warmed up. We see how this is working. We're now going to get into a, a five, <laughs> a final five. Oh, I like that. I might use that. And Tazzy is sweating. <laughs> I'm literally, I literally am sweating right now. <laughs> I'm like, I need a fan. Like, can someone come, like, just hold a fan up to me? I'm like, my heart's racing. <laughs> it's uh, fine. It's we need fine. to be doing these as videos. Maybe next time, just so we can, <laughs> everyone can see Tazzy with a heart rate monitor attached yeah. to me. <laughs> This is a stressful event, okay. I think I need to have a doctor present. <laughs> yeah, just should have made sure you're physically fit enough for this process. All right, so what we're going to do, we're going to go from five to one, because that's how numbers work. And each person is going to give their, so like, we'll both give a five, both give a four, uh, and then get down to the final one. So do you want to go just first? want to reiterate that mine are not numbered. This is not ranked. <laughs> In no particular order. <laughs> Whereas mine are the Hunger Games of story lists. They've all had to fight their way to the top, uh, and we'll see who prevails. <laughs> there's like there's not a podium structure here. There's just like one platform for me. Okay, <laughs> one the level one platform. on stage. You either didn't quite make it to stage, or you made it to stage. Like that's it. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I just want to just want to clarify. <laughs> So if if the listeners have those visuals like firm in their minds now. <laughs> I'd like to first work on to stage. Your name 
the anime film. It made me feel feel so much. Uh, yeah, I won't. I won't go into any spoilers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll keep this relatively spoiler spoiler free. Yeah. Yeah. But you will cry. Uh, and I actually saw someone tweet the other day. I can't even remember who it was, but like, who? No one told me that your name <laughs> was going to make me cry. Uh, I'm telling everyone that hasn't watched it now. Your name will make you cry. I don't care mm. how emotionally detached you are. <laughs> <laughs> Your name will hook you in and take you on this marvelous story and adventure of intertwined lives. And just, wow. Wow. I'm, I'm so thoroughly impressed with how it unfolds, the, the journey it takes you on, the kind of like foreshadowing that kind of happens that you, you slowly kind of like pick on pick up on it and then if you watch it a second time around you're like oh just wow wow i've it's such a moving film and wonderful piece of storytelling and artwork that it just had to be up there okay on stage in no particular order in no particular order (laughs) right we're off to a good start so uh my five is the long halloween the batman graphic novel that Uh, we read we read that this year I know. (laughs) Yeah, so we read this as part of the Ace Comicals podcast uh, appearance that we did um, with Greg on there after he was on our podcast to talk about The Dark Knight. So I, yeah, I I wanted to include a a comic or or manga uh, in my list and I was trying to like debate which ones. And then I remembered I hadn't read that many anyway this year. Um, (laughs) But this is one I definitely uh, enjoy just because... I think it was, I, I just like Batman uh, anyway, but the the theme around it, so you have this uh, mysterious killer called Holiday who's who's murdering people on holidays um, of each month. Um, and I like that, um, that premise, uh, that theme. And it's also something that looks at Batman the detective. Um, so obviously we all know Batman sort of, you know, sort of coming down from fire, jumping gadgets, all that stuff. But yeah, Batman is a detective and he's trying to figure out this case. Um, so I liked following on the case, trying to figure out who it could be, who's the killer. Um, and it's also a big inspiration, which Greg pointed out, a big inspiration for The Dark Knight, which is a, uh, a film uh, and trilogy that I really loved. Um, and the artwork as well, like the film noir uh, aesthetic and like the colouring of it that we spoke about uh, on the podcast. Mm. It's just, yeah, just really enjoy that. So I'll put a, a link to uh, Greg's uh, podcast where we talk about that story um, in the show notes so people can check that out. But yeah, that is my number five. I think that one kind of goes into my honourable mentions. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's a very crowded honourable mentions room. I feel like <laughs> as, we, as we go, we're going to get, we're going to need more honourable mention space. <laughs> okay, so we are now at number four. Okay, I'm going to jump to my my like book slash comic entry, which I, I think we done this year. I did try and go through like our previous podcasts and try and figure out uh, what was this year, what was last year, what was, I don't know, yeah, 20 years ago. It's time, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, which is All You Need Is Kill. Wait, that was, a, that was my own, that was an honorable mention. I was debating whether to put that in. Yes, we did do that this year. Because I checked. <laughs> I had to check as well. <laughs> cool. Because uh, not only is All You Need to Kill 
and the movie that was inspired by it, Edge of Tomorrow, like in my top podcasts that we've ever recorded. This story and particularly the is it is it a graphic novel or is it a manga? I would say either is fine, partly because I refer to my Madam manga uh, also as graphic novels. Okay. But others may disagree. I think it's fine. So whichever one you want to put in there. It's, yeah. So it, it's, it was just great. And it was slightly different from the movie. And the movie was great. And like, I just really, it was like enjoying a story the second time around and getting an alternate, like alternate version. Yeah. And both are good. And both are good. And both yeah. have like follow very similar themes and points. It's not like just two completely different stories like uh, some film ad- uh, adaptations. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> no named. <laughs> um, so yeah, and like I just I don't I don't read that many comics and manga and graphic novel novels. Uh, I really wish I've read more. Maybe that's like a, a goal for twenty twenty one. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was really easy to read as well. And I think just like the format of it was great. It, like it, I agree. The format of it really enhanced the story that was being told. And sort of the dynamic, like nature of the artwork. So it's like, I mean, mangas tends to be dynamic anyway, but this is yeah. like super dynamic and just like you say, easy to read, easy to flow through the pages. Yeah. And it was like this whole journey that, that you know, was was perfectly woven between text uh, imagery and paneling and yeah just oh, that was great i love it i actually really love it every time someone mentions it i'm like it's so great yeah and every time it like pops up it's like i don't know a suggestion on whatever i think it popped up the other day on prime or something and i was like oh i love that film <laughs> <laughs> like it's just i think it's really great and uh yeah the 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 uh, manga slash graphic novel was was excellent read yeah i i second that all right so my number four i'm gonna go over to the world of netflix and pick a series a mini series called unorthodox this is a story about a 19 year old uh jewish woman jewish girl who is living in a an arranged marriage in an ultra orthodox community in brooklyn and she, the story's about her running away from that marriage, from that life to Berlin, Germany, um, where her estranged mother lives. And yeah, just trying to navigate this, this new life she wants to have uh, outside of this community, uh, having rejected the, those beliefs that she grew up with. But her husband, who learns she's pregnant, then travels to Berlin to basically on order of their rabbi to to go get her to find her bring her back and uh i i watched this with sort of not knowing i knew, I knew like a rough idea of what it is but when i watched it the reason i it really hit me and in this i tried to go with stories that sort of had meaning or maybe felt something is that this is a story that shows a perspective that i have absolutely no relation to or understanding of but yeah. I managed to feel for this girl. Like really felt for this girl in like a really profound way. Like you, you just follow her journey and, and what she feels. Like not wanting to be in in this in this community with these beliefs that uh, are part of her and her marriage. And when she leaves, like you just feel every step of her journey. And I think that is for me. That's like the the power of stories to get you to 
empathize if not always sympathize but empathize with another person's perspective and i feel this has done that in such a good way and it's also given a window into this culture without without necessarily like demonizing it as all bad or at least that was my takeaway like my takeaway is, is not that this ultra orthodox community is is bad and these people are terrible and this, this girl's like completely innocent and just wants to run uh, run away from you know some evils nothing like that it's just that for her for this woman for specific reasons this is not the place that she wants to be um and then the people in the community are given their own perspective so you kind of even her husband you understand where he's coming from there's no real bad people actually there's probably one uh, in in there but um yeah it, it's just it gives that different perspective and i just love that and like i mentioned with um Agresco, it does a lot of storytelling in a relatively short space of time because this is a it's a four-part mini-series so there's not a lot of episodes but it managed to get across sort of the uh, you know I, I talk a lot about exposition and and not liking um, um just like info dumps and stuff like that it doesn't do that yeah. just it, it builds off like relationships between people you the way characters react tells you what they're going through or what what they're feeling yeah it's just it's really meaningful story i felt um is it is it one that you've seen or have you i've not even heard of it but i like i really want to try and expose myself to more and more stories of like different things that i wouldn't necessarily know of like yeah. I, I love, I love seeing things through different people's eyes, and I love, I love really being forced to see things in different people's shoes. And I think, I think I'm a bit of an empath that I can really easily. Okay, this is for you. Yeah, like you could put me in a villain's shoes, and I'd be like, oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I can, I can really, I can really like feel for feel for people, and you know, like it's not to say that, like I feel like sometimes we just need to take that, like like that remove the what's the word just really like take into account someone else's shoes as if you were them yeah. and without your your previous opinions um without deeming anything wrong or right just feel and just understand yeah like just yeah. have that that empathy <laughs> totally. yeah I, I recommend this to you it is is that film that will just have get you in that other person's shoes and there's one there's one bit for me i won't say what it is but there's just a bit where i just i felt this character the weight on her like so much in this uh in this scene but i yeah i recommend it cool yeah and that's that needs to be on my list I, yeah i've not even i've not even seen it on netflix did you say it was netflix right it's netflix yeah yeah Okay. Yeah, to be fair, I because someone recommended it to me, so I don't think it had, it had popped up on my Netflix, but yeah, um, I did a yeah, I searched it out. Have a dig. Hmm. Okay. So there we go. All right. So we're down to the the final three. I'm gonna go with next. I'll go with a series next as well. And this is zero surprises to anyone that listens to the podcast, follows me on Twitter, or you know. <laughs> Just the way this story unfolds, this journey we go on, the adventure, the video game elements of it. It's like just a quest finding, just, yeah, gunslinging, cute bubby following Papa Mando story. I don't know. Like, I just love so much about it. And it has been my favorite entry into the Star Wars universe. And it's actually got me excited for the list 
the absolute list Disney released of mm. more Star Wars content. Yeah. And I've never been excited, like this kind of excited for Star Wars. I've been like looking forward to, you know, films being released and stuff, but not excited for them. And I'm like, oh, where else are they going to go? Yeah. I'm not going to get my hopes up too much because I feel like The Mandalorian is going to be like a really tough act to follow. <laughs> that like the, one of my like biggest, like one of my favorite sort of stories to follow is that kind of un, unsuspected new into being the dependent party. Okay, yeah. Whether it's like the parental thing you get thrown into or just like that caring friend role that you just get shoved into. I love following those storylines. And following people like adapt to their their new role and often like soften up and i love seeing that i don't know maybe there's like some deep like like You're psychological thing <laughs> yeah because i'm someone that eventually wants to be a parent and i i have like i know i have like a, a fear that i won't be good enough because i feel like i'm just a child myself how the hell can i look after someone <laughs> Um, and I feel like following these stories from like all different perspectives and not just like the new mum perspective, because I don't, I don't relate to that. Maybe I will when I become a parent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but at the moment, like I definitely more connect to sort of like someone who can't bear children themselves mm. falling into that role. Oh, okay. That's interesting. I find that more relatable, even though I don't think that's the case for me. I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I definitely relate to those more because that's how distant from it I feel. And I feel like maybe there's a psychological thing. Maybe I'm reading too much into myself, but maybe that's right why I love those stories. Yeah, so I feel like you just psychoanalyze yourself. Maybe, maybe I did. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, and I just I just love those dynamics. And then like the Mandalorian does that story so well, but then like so much more. Another one I still need to Brandon watch. Is so adorable. <laughs> Like, I just, oh, it's so cute. And I can't even, like, it's my weakness. Cute, <laughs> cuteness in general. Cute yeah. animals, cute cute babies, cute baby animals, cute creatures, the uncute creatures. Like, show me, like, I, even if there's, like, some hideous looking alien creature, like, pet thing that appears in the game, I'm like, oh, puppy. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. <laughs> like, I had to kill dogs in Last of Us. I really oh. wanted to avoid it. I really, I'm, I'm too, I'm too terrible at stealth to avoid it. And I like literally, I've shouted at the game every time I've been forced. Yeah, into why are you it making situation. me do this? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like that pick. Another one that might be a 2021 <laughs> uh, story for me. Like I said, late to the party. So, but you have kind of led us nicely into my number three. Mm -hmm. which is The Last of Us Part 2. And I wanted to put this here. Well, I, I enjoyed it. Well, enjoyed. Uh, that's kind of why I wanted to put it here. So it's a it's a story that just reminds me that stories, games, don't necessarily need to be fun to be good. I know it sounds kind of counterintuitive, but like this is a... And, and you know, we're going to be talking about this or actually by the time people listen to, we've already spoken about this, but at the time of recording, Tazzy still hasn't finished. So, and it's non-spoiler talk yet as well. Yeah, so. My weekend work, I've got like so much to get through. And <laughs> weekend, I'm going to be attached to that game. Yeah. 
but like this is a this is a game and a narrative that explores sort of negative emotions experiences and and that's okay you know <laughs> you can you can tell a good story uh, in that and for me it it's one that explores uh, empathy which i would have spoken about in that live stream <laughs> um uh, <laughs> empathy and consequences um things like that and i think in terms of what games can do uh particularly in terms of empathy when you take control of characters this takes things to a, a, a new level and i understand that it's not for everyone but i think from a wider perspective of how games as art can explore different experiences different emotions i think this is a, a sort of a brilliant step forward so that's why it's in my number three yeah yeah i definitely i'm looking forward to talking to this like i said i'm only halfway through i was debating whether to put in my honorable mentions but i think it's gonna make it to next year's for me because i've not finished it yet finished it, fair. and uh yeah like i've I, I don't like, like, there's so much controversy about it and I can't wait to talk about it because I'm like halfway through and I've had like one, one gripe with the game. It's one singular gripe. Okay. So, and I feel like no one's going to have picked up on this. It's so minor. It's so like, really, like it's the most, I feel like for me, it's the most unrealistic thing about this, this like apocalyptic. I think I know world. what you're going to say, but I'm going to hold it. Well, I, I'm going to hold it now and we're going to come to it now. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be weird for anyone listening that has I watched know. We're, the we're live... doing some weird stuff with time here. <laughs> we're time travellers. Yes, that is it. And I just, yeah, like I, I now I'm, I'm starting to see like why people might have a problem with this. And I'm like, I am someone that struggles with dark things. I want to be transported into a world where I I don't have to question people's morals and lives and real world stuff because I feel I, I I just yeah I just want to live I just want to be transported but this this is an art piece like like you said wow like this is like stories aren't meant to stories are meant to make us feel stuff yeah games this is a story based game it does its job yes yeah <laughs> pretty much there's no, there's no, yeah like there's it's not about one like feeling things how you want to feel them no a story takes you somewhere and makes you feel something in life we don't we don't we choose how we react to things but we don't choose or even then like that's not completely true we somewhat choose how we react to things we don't mm. choose what happens to us we make choices and they're complex and there's layers and this game has those in and I think if you're angry at this game, you need to, I can understand it not being your cup of tea, but if you're actively angry at this game, you need to reflect on your own life. There you go. And just life in general. <laughs> yeah. Really and truly, it's something that I feel like people, if you're angry at this game, you need to face a harsh reality. <laughs> Maybe some psychoanalysis. That, that life is not... It, it's just there's just more to it like this yeah and we'll yeah. go into it and in we, we would have gone into it <laughs> we have gone into it already if you have not listened to that then listen to it <laughs> watch it i don't know like times or i don't know where we are in terms of when it's going to be in this bit and yeah <laughs> find it just <laughs> subscribe subscribe to the podcast subscribe to, to the podcast follow <laughs> us on twitch follow us on youtube yeah because <laughs> i can't wait <laughs> but you would have already heard it yes 
let's go to out let's go out of this time space continuum we're in yeah uh, and to number two drag me out okay i'm gonna go into games and uh this leads nicely onto my one that is a game i don't i've realized i've not played that many story games this year and how many i don't play recently uh, i think that's due to streaming like very into more multiplayer or quick pickup games anyway i also don't finish games so that helps um, <laughs> yeah. started a lot of stories not finished them um but it's little nightmares oh, i think it nicely comes off yeah from last of us because it also <laughs> takes you for a story that you don't have i mean well there's one thing that you don't have a choice and it's so dark <laughs> and you get to that one bit and you're like wow and i was like oh, i want to do that oh my god is there a way to not do that um, <laughs> uh, but i can't really talk about it uh without spoiling but i will say this it's a really dark game and it looks like it's made for like children but i think it's a 15 in the uk okay it does have that kind of i was gonna say cutesy it's not quite cutesy style but it's a uh... yeah it's hard to describe it's a dark cutesy like if the themes if you slightly changed what some of the things are in it you'd be like oh this is a kids game Mm. (laughs) uh when you look closely and realize what those things are you're like oh this is not not a kids game (laughs) this isn't a kids game no you definitely have to be yeah like older teens mid to older teens to play this and i feel like you have to be depending on your like emotional maturity or okay you got to be ready for worldly knowledge you might not pick up on some of the themes because there are some just really subtle really dark themes in the game and there's no dialogue so everything is through imagery mechanics and process that's an interesting storytelling challenge yeah i don't know how it's even possible because i followed this story i know what i know like what i get the gist of it i know what's going on i know i know we've gone from a to b there was, there was a beginning, a middle, and an end, and no one said anything. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. It kind of makes me want to watch silent movies, because I've never seen a silent movie. Me neither, actually. But it kind of shows you that story isn't just words. Yeah, exactly. And um, and to touch on so many themes, like, I want to... And it's so short as well. Like, it's a one... You can do it in one sitting for, like, it's like six hours long or something. So it depends on your attention span, obviously. It's on my wish list, so I'm going to get to this. Yeah, so it's possible. And then there's DLC, which is also like adds to the story and is really interesting because uh, it takes you from another perspective and like adds more story. I'm like, oh, okay, so now this is that and that. And I'm like, but there's no words. How did it's magic? <laughs> <laughs> it's magic storytelling. Um, uh, yeah, so uh, definitely if you're really into stories and storytelling, if you're if you're learning how to tell stories. This is a must-play game because of that. Okay. Pay attention to detail. It's like you... It's a game that I recommend taking your time through. And just taking it all in. Yeah. The story beats and... Yeah, exactly. Uh, the background art, the, the... And really delve into, like, get your art brain on and, like, think about symbolism and, re- like, what everything okay, represents. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I like feel that. like you can... There's a lot to unpack there. I feel, feel like everyone could take different things from it. Cool. If you've struggled with different sort of, like, mental health issues, I feel like that's something you can you can take from it or or recognise in it. Or know, know people. Like, there is, there is so much. There's the social commentary in it. <laughs> Again, there's no dialogue in this game. 
It sounds like they've packed a lot into a short amount of game. Yeah. And and I like the way uh, like the mechanics are in this game. I know this is about stories, but I feel like the mechanics add to the stories. Yeah. And the way they use that. Like it doesn't it doesn't give you like a tutorial. You just start playing and you you kind of guess. And it gives you prompts if you take a while to figure it out. Yeah. I like the sound of it. So yeah, it's, it's just like quite an easy going. I did get scared of it though. I'm not gonna lie. I played this on <laughs> Halloween and um really wish I had a heart mic ray monitor for it because like I said, this the artwork for this game is like it's somewhat not childish, but you know, and there's it's not like a hyper realistic dive you in, like has you know that like first curtain feel jumps. Yeah, but I screamed. Yeah. <laughs> I think that shows like it's pulled you into the story. Yeah, definitely. Um so yeah, maybe a little warning if you are scared of stuff like this. Maybe watch someone play it. I feel like it's less scary if you watch someone <laughs> yeah, play it. Yeah, that's true. And you don't have to like actively take yeah take control those. of the player. Yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, you have been warned, uh, listeners. Um, I right, we're gonna go away from the from the darkness and um, <laughs> uh, and and horror to my number two, which is not a surprise that it's it's in here. You might be surprised it's not number one, but it is Avatar The Last Airbender. And I'll talk about why it's not my number one, but just obviously has to be in there for me. I remembered that I watched this for the first time this year and just being so, so impressed with this series, which is on the face of it, a kid's show, but somehow has such, well, I'd say mature, accomplished storytelling that it can appeal to any age and anyone who enjoys a good story because you know for for one i think we spoke uh, a bit earlier just before we started recording that the Mm. idea of taking the time you need for a story no more no less and i feel this does this perfectly just like there's uh, like one of the things with with anime is uh filler like (laughs) the idea of filler episodes is not a common thing there's no filler in here it's it's just the the number of seasons and the number of episodes that i needed to tell the story about ang about katara about Sokka, about the characters that go along uh this journey and it's it's characters who are they're children but they get full and meaningful arcs and at times very emotional ones particularly with characters like uh, katara it has fantastic world building and i'll bring up the point again about um having to deal with exposition this does this through conflict so because you've got the different nations uh their conflict gives you that opportunity to expand the world and tell how different nations work the history of different uh, nations the history of of um different characters um and how their relationships has have uh, developed um and will continue to develop it covers and you know particularly for kids it covers quite complex themes like like genocide with the air uh, the air nomad being wiped out by the fire nation the idea of like propaganda or state propaganda specifically passing say in the earth kingdom um the idea of revenge like i mentioned katara revenge and the cycle of violence and it has I've said many times the one of the best redemption arcs that I have seen in a series or film with Zico. And to explain, well, we did a whole episode on uh, Avatar, so I'm going to put that in the show notes. I won't go into too much depth here, but just to explain how they how they dealt it. It wasn't just a 
a bad becomes good. It was bad trying to do good and making mistakes and learning from the mistakes, taking two steps forward, five steps back to ultimately become uh, the person he ends the the series with. I feel that's such a sort of more natural way to deal with Mm -hmm. redemption Um, and Uncle Iroh. So need I say more? Uncle Uncle Iroh is just like love. Absolutely love Uncle. I want Uncle Iroh to be my uncle. I want to be him when I grow up. That's who I want to be. (laughs) I want an Uncle Iroh in my life at some point. Applications uh, can be sent into <laughs> at Tazzy. <Yeah, yeah. laughs> <laughs> if you would like to p- apply for the position of Uncle Iroh in Tazzy's life, you know where to find her. <laughs> so I'm going to say, I'm not going to say any more about it. Just, I'll link to the episode in the show notes so you can have a, a listen to us talk for uh, over an hour uh, about the show um, with um, illustrator and uh, colorist Erin uh, Angelini. And yeah, that's that's my number two. So, uh, and I'll explain why it didn't make number one in my list. I'm gonna say number one, but I know you don't like that term, <laughs> story of the of the year. But your last pick. Yeah, it's definitely a contester for number one position. I feel like all five are. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm gonna end mine on a more fun, positive note which is Dirk Gently, the Holistic Detective Agency. I'm in the middle of season two. Uh, I did watch season one, and it's just such a great series. I've never (laughs) even heard of this. This is brand new to me. It is Dirk Gently, the Holistic Detective Agency. It's on Netflix. But yeah, so it follows, kind of follows, there's a guy called Dirk Gently. He's a holistic detective. It's in the name. It's not a spoiler. <laughs> this show is just craziness. <laughs> there the is like kind. this, yeah, the good kind. There is just like this ongoing theme about everything being connected. Like this adventure unfolds in season one, and you get to the end, and like all these pieces just fall kind of into place, but you're still like, this is crazy. And there's a lot of characters that on the way are like, this is crazy. (laughs) Is it like self-referential in that way? No. Okay. Because the way the story unfolds is even in this universe, this is crazy. Right. (laughs) So it's not like a, oh, we're referencing that this show is crazy. It's that, no, like these events are legitly crazy. (laughs) Right, okay. The show is literally about like weirdness happening and it not being a coincidence. Ah, interesting. Okay. So, so there's all this stuff just happening. And um, I love that in season one, you kind of get shots from different people's perspectives. And eventually things come together and you know why you got those shots from different people's perspectives. And like Dirk Gently is such an interesting character who's hard to follow. It sounds like he'd actually be a nightmare to spend time with. Uh, <laughs> unless you can keep up with him and there's a secret agency in this <laughs> i really don't want to give too much away <laughs> but i want to like if you've watched it you've watched it, you know what i mean there's a secret agency in this and then there's and then there's a cult and there's a holistic detect- detective agency i'm not even going to explain what holistic means in this you'll find out i did want to ask 
I mean, I don't know. Is it really? A, let me check if it's in the description. <laughs> oh, let me read the, the uh, premise. Okay. So this is like the Wikipedia premise. So I'm like, you know, just in case you want to miss this little bit, I don't know, skip ahead a couple minutes. But the show is based around the eccentric Dirk Gently, who claims to be a holistic detective investigating obscure cases based on the inter interconnectivity of all things. During the first season, he befriends Todd Brotsman and Farrah Black, who help him with his case. Derek's past is linked with Project Blackwing, a secret CIA project to evaluate subjects with strange abilities. Dirk is not only followed by agents of Blackwing trying to recapture him, but also Bart Curlish, another Blackwing subject who considers herself a holistic assassin and believes that uh, she is destined to kill Dirk. And holistic, a holistic detective in the show uh, and a holistic assassin. assassin. So a, holis- a holistic det- t- detective is, I feel like Dirk Gently is the only one that exists in the world, but... <laughs> His own title. Yeah, is someone that just follows the case. It's explained in the show, but uh, I it's kind like, of get it just from the word holistic and, and the meaning there. Yeah. So it's holistic like and detective the, I get individually, so I'm, I can kind of get a sense of it when they're put together. Yeah, it's like the idea that the universe is interconnected and rather than solving cases the normal way, the more conventional way, I guess. Yeah. Sort of follow fate. And so in a holistic assassin in the opposite vein kind of just kills everyone they come across. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the idea is that uh, if they're meant to kill, be killed, they're, like, they're going to get killed. And they just know. They just know to kill people. Which, is, which adds like this whole interesting dynamic to the show and can't be killed because they'll, they're not meant to be killed because this sounds is not meant like to happen. An, sounds like an eccentric show. Oh, it's very eccentric. Yeah. Very eccentric. I love the characters in this. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's like really weird stuff happens. Like you, you, you won't guess it. I mean, you might guess it, but, and then, and then the second season is like straight off the bat. Like it, kind of is self like referencing there because it just goes through this bit where it's like what if and just like listen off the most random stuff and one of the other characters is just like this is crazy like you're being crazy that's ridiculous and they're like is it though after everything that happened <laughs> is it really crazy though you're really good and you're kind of like yeah at this point anything goes <laughs> and it, it really does like take a different turn i'm like wow this has got everything in it and there's things that are referenced and in the first season that you think is that real or is that fake and then they appear in the second season i love it i love the characters there's a group of characters called the vampires there's a reason they're called the vampires you find out (laughs) um but they're they have a leader who is more articulate than the there's four of them are more articulate than the other three Uh, and the other three just shout (laughs) words (laughs) And aren't very articulate. And the uh, the articulate one's kind of like their leader. And they're so, so cool. I love them. They're just these absolute, I don't even know how to explain. They're just there. They're a lot of energy. They're a lot. They like you really don't understand their purpose at first, and they just slowly and they just, they work so perfectly. And they're they also like 
part of Project Blackwing uh, or have been involved with Project Blackwing. Okay, so it is all connected. It is all connected. <laughs> and there's just, there's one character that you think, why, what is, like, you don't think he has a purpose. And then at, there's a point where, like, it's just so good. Like, everything, oh, everything just... And I love watching it unfold. And the, yeah, so the characters, they have a, which I'm not sure if it is actually the trope. As I'm watching it, they have like a, the kind of like, I forgot what it's called, but like the really dumb person that's really good looking. I know what you mean. Yeah. And at first I thought it was a trope, but as the story unfolds, I think this person is there more to than just to fulfill this trope. Like right, they okay. have a purpose. Because at first it seems like they're just there to be like this really dumb character but i'm I, as as i'm watching it i'm questioning it like are it's they really sweet. dumb yeah. or are they just not smart in the area that they probably should yeah. be smart in their role well it just sounds from because i've literally only just heard of this as you're describing it to me but it sounds yeah. like there is a purpose to it because it sounds like the kind of show that the in the same way as like holisticness holistic, holism, yeah. whatever the term is like it's the sum of its parts so everything is meant to say something about the, what the creator of the show might want to say so it sounds yeah. like the kind of show where even the things you might not think are significant are actually significant eventually are yeah and because like he's had such his, his things grow but i'm just so attracted to him i don't know why he's so <laughs> stupid <laughs> but like in this really weird like he's like currently bad i guess and i guess i'm hoping he's not or he realizes. I don't know. Are you saying you you want you hope any changes? I feel like, I feel like that's a joke. <laughs> or recognizes what's I don't know. Like he's just kind of following orders most of the time. Yeah. And he doesn't like reading. He doesn't read anything. So funny. And at first, he really is just like dumb muscle, and his his role gets more substantial as the series goes on. There's just all the characters in this are just so interesting. I can't talk about it without spoiling it. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's really hard to talk because everything's connected. It's like, you, uh, yeah, just watch it, watch this thing unfold. And it's so fun to watch. Like, there's a lot of uh, murder in it and <laughs> blood, but somehow this is far from dark. <laughs> right. It's all about tone, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's It's super comical and like, just... And even like that, I don't, I feel like there's a lot of characters that, you know, you question their morals. Like, are they good? Are they a good person that's done bad things? Are they a bad person that's done good things? Are they just a person? Like, this is just an average human being. Yeah. And things have just happened. It's just so interesting. Yeah. You got to watch it. For it. <laughs> totally brand new to me. Um, all right. So I will round things off with my number one. And. Like we said at the beginning, it's difficult to get a, a five or, or even a 20. I think eventually we've we talked about enough <laughs> stories. But I think when I when I thought about it, this is definitely my number one story of the year. And before I reveal what it is, uh, I will say, as I was trying to pick, I was trying to go along the lines of a quote I heard from a manga illustrator, Chiba Tetsuya, who, and I, I saw his... Um, he was part of an exhibition, or well, not him personally, but his work part of an exhibition at the British Museum, the manga exhibition last year. And I took a picture of this quote because it really stuck with me. And he said that you don't want people to read your manga, you want them to feel it. 
and he's talking about manga but really that is that is story and and Mm -hmm. the idea of you want people to feel it and this story i I felt so uh, my number one pick is tengen topa guren lagen which i had to remember that i did watch uh this year pre pre pandemic or just as it was all going on i remember you mentioned it at some point yeah i think i've only briefly mentioned it and Mm. it's interesting so when i first started putting this list together i thought avatar will be number one but the reason i put going lagging number one is so i think avatar in terms of storytelling is a is a better told story not that going lagging is a, is a bad story so it's, it's a great story uh, but just in terms of like the sort of just the raw mechanics of storytelling i thought avatar just nailed it so well uh, but going lagging which is about simon it's spelled simon but i'll say simon because that's how it's said in the in the show who's this like young digger in the community that so everyone's living underground and he's he's a he's a digger so he uses this this drill um but he finds another drill but he's this character that he's never quite sure of himself he's that like underdog character and he has this he's a friend but he's like an older brother figure who's very eccentric uh, and he's called Kamina. And Kamina gets Simon to join his gang, uh, which he calls Team Guren. And his his whole idea is to reach the surface because in this world you can't go to the surface because uh, there are these um, I forgot what they're called now. My brain is failing me. But these uh, I think it's Guren, uh, Gunman, something like that. Anyway, yeah, yeah. These these threats that are on the surface. So everyone's like, you can't. We could, don't go to the surface. But Kamina's like, no, we're going to go to the surface. Um, we're going to get there. Uh, Simon, you're with me. And he just has this belief in him, in Simon, that just perpetuates the whole story. So early on in, in the show, a uh, one of the creatures crashes into the, the settlement underground and you're introduced to this girl called Yoko, who is trying to repel um, the, the creature. And those three are like the main three of the story. And the reason why uh, this is number one for me, I think, just partly because of the time it came out in it was so even like this year has not been good for me and i think even personally just before the pandemic was not a good year but this kind of just made me feel something i think for various reasons because it handles it's a show that handles uh death very well i felt in terms of sometimes when we see it it always makes me laugh when i think about uh ready player one uh we mentioned that the uh the character's aunt i think it dies and there's barely even a beat to acknowledge it um i don't know that's like that story and, and it, but here it kind of shows the it shows death and it shows the the after effects as well which is kind of something i was going through uh at the time and i kind of connected with that uh very well but just in in general as well about this this character who's not quite sure of himself but rides off the unlimited belief that his his um brother figure gives to him and Kamina's thing is once they discover the drill once they discover the mechs and they team up and they form Gurren Lagann he he says this thing to to Simon that his drill is going to pierce the moon and you think he's thinking like figuratively but he's not he's like you will you will pierce the moon like believe in yourself um and even says like or believe in my belief in you 
um, which is another thing that kind of resonated uh, with me. I, I tend to view stories and then sometimes relate it to entrepreneurship and the ups and downs uh, of entrepreneurship. And this kind of just hit for me, like I mentioned with uh, Narcos in a completely different uh, different way, to be fair. But um, so, yeah, I think just that it, it just made me like feel like this story, this character's uh, identified uh, with Simon and his journey uh, in the series. You kind of uh, without spoiling too much, but you get the whole arc of, of Simon's growth and who he becomes. Uh, and how the, how he deals with the world as it uh, as it changes, and yeah, just it, it just it just hit. It was just like a wow. This is I'm I feel I I'm seeing it with my eyes, but I'm mm. like feeling it uh, as well. And I think for me that's why it's just like stuck uh, in my memory. And it's just yeah, just a great uh, great story. And yeah, just if you wanna know how to make people feel uh, for your characters and your story, and it's just got this overall. This overall thing about belief, I think, just even when it gets like dark, even when you think you can't do it, just just push push through it. Um, but in a like non-patronizing, but still kind of anime-ish uh, way. <laughs> but it just it worked. It worked so well uh, yeah. for his cats, and that's not not even to mention like you know mechs, which are just cool. Yeah. Anyway, automatically cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have I have attempted to start this. Yeah. Um, I feel like I was just in the wrong mindset when I was watching it. Mm. And it just wasn't the right show for the time, but it's definitely one I need to go back to. I also feel like I need to pay attention to it. It's not one I can just watch while doing Yeah, stuff. it is. I think you need to follow it. In, because in, um, I've said that about uh, Full Metal Alchemist, mm. which have I not mentioned that? Well, that should be in there somewhere. Oh, no, you haven't. I just made like a big oversight. Uh, well, at least on, wait, very honourable mention for Fullmetal Alchemist. Um, but um, so I said a similar thing in terms of you need to pay attention, and I think it's the same here. Not for quite the same reasons, but you need to pay attention to to this kid's journey, uh, yeah. And uh, from from the beginning to to understand and uh, and get with him. So I'd be interested to see what you think when you do watch it and the time you watch it as well. Because like I said, I think a lot of it was the time I watched it, uh, I was watching it and sort of what I was going through, it just, it just hit. And that is really like, as I watch more uh, anime and read more manga, I understand more why so many people enjoy it. Uh, and particularly as I do workshops with young people, because <laughs> every time I, like, I do a workshop and I, I talk about sort of anime and manga, then like the kids, they know, they love it. Uh, and you kind of understand because I think for me, a lot of times like anime and manga, it, it takes that introspective look. And I think that fits with certain types of people and certain types of characters maybe, but also makes for more sort of genuine and relatable stories. Like I really related with this character's journey, even though it's like, a, I don't know how old he is at the beginning, like 10 or 12 year old uh, kid, but the, the themes and what he was going through, just like kind of universal things. So back to that quote about you know, you, you don't just want people to read or watch your story. You want them to feel it. And I feel like a lot of times anime and manga, it gets that across, that, that feeling in a story. I think that what makes stories uh, really cool. That and uh, being able to see from another person's perspective. So, yeah. So that was my mm. number one choice. Nice. I think we, we covered a lot there. We have. This is the first time we've, we've done this kind of tough thing, but it's an interesting... I think yeah. it's a good, good process. 
if nothing um, else, it gives you a lot of picks. And like, obviously, the short year has just been very uh, hard to know when when one year starts and one year ended. And I'm sure there's lots of honourable mentions that I missed, but I, I don't I don't necessarily need. Yeah, <laughs> I think I've got enough, but yeah, I'm gonna be sad when I'm ground. like, oh, yeah. what about this one and that one? So there, like, I've definitely, I've definitely consumed a lot of stories this year, and like, I think because I've watched them so, like, I just chuck on Netflix <laughs> a lot, or sometimes other streaming services <laughs> now have a an array of them. Um, so it's just like, yeah, I don't really forget about some. Or start some, like, there's some things I take forever. And I wish I could talk more about gaming stories, and which I realize yeah. I'm, like, the resident gamer. <laughs> the gamer yeah. And I don't really talk about gaming stories a lot, but it's just because <laughs> it takes me so long to get through them that it's kind of, it's harder to talk about them as the same way as, like, a series or... We'll, yeah, we'll see if we can find a way to bring that game story discussion to either the podcast or something we do with gamepad yeah so people can look out for that Mm -hmm. but what i want to do is before we wrap up is if there are any memorable moments from just recording the podcast that that you have that you want to give a shout out to before we uh, sign off for the year memorable moments Uh, i'm gonna Rego for like um all you need is kill being one of my favorite things we've talked about one of our favorite stories we've spoken about yeah and then sort of like i can't remember if it was this year or the end of last year that we introduced the like interview podcast yeah that was this year and i've just really loved all the behind the story episodes just in general i mean i love all the episodes we record um but like a particular highlight to those um because they're so inspirational Mm. and as i'm as we're doing the interviews um i often feel like i need to be taking notes and yeah i feel that's yeah um so for people like uh who made this maybe your first episode we as well as talking about stories and doing deep dives into stories across pop culture we have also started as of season two uh talking to creators um across different industries and just about their journeys and lessons they've learned so we've spoken to artists we've spoken to game developers uh we've spoken to cosplayers and like Tazzy says, it, it's, I, mean, I, I don't know, maybe we just, we just found the right people each time, but it, it is interesting to see the, I, yeah, the inspirational stories and, and hearing sometimes like a lot of commonalities, not exactly the same thing, but you get certain themes that come across like positive themes about just, mm. you know, going for what you want to do, trying to be resilient in the face of like rejection or whatever it might be. And it, yeah. it's really, it's been great to hear that come out from people in, in so many different arenas yeah definitely i think i think some of the like points that consistently come up that that um stand out to me are you know resilience um one of the big points is uh, how many people like sort of fell into their perspective yeah, yeah um area like just i love hearing and it, and it seems like most of the people we've we've had the great opportunity to interview have had like a similar story of I was doing this non-creative thing or like complete polar opposite uh, to what industry to what I'm in now. And then I 
stumbled across, happened upon, did this mm. one time and fell in love with it. Got introduced and to now someone. I'm here. And... Yeah. And, but it's very consistent that it's the same, not the same story, but this like from one to an unsuspecting other thing. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And I think that hits like really personally because I always feel like I'm not enough. Even though I have all this life experience in different areas, it's like just trying to figure out how I can market that yeah, to be yeah. a valuable asset to the gaming industry and, and creative industries. Yeah, I totally get that. I yeah, feel I go through the same, same yeah. stages. And I think it's like another reason I love it is because it's so interesting. Like people will, it, it helps you understand like non-typical roles in the gaming and creative industries that might not actually necessarily coincide with you actually being like the creative person. You could just be, I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to think of someone's specific <laughs> example that we've, but you know, uh, I okay, recently like found out. Process. Yeah. I recently found out like an office manager in gaming. And I'm like, yeah, huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> there's just yeah. so many things that you can be, you can be a part of a part of the, these processes of, of these creative industries. And um, they're not always like the limelight spots or the, mm. the ones we see the most of. That just really, I love that. I love that. You can do whatever you want to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's, yeah, that's the takeaway. Like, yeah. This message that we see so much in anime and we see so much in like main protagonists in stories. Yeah, you can make it And happen. it's real. Like it is real. We have <laughs> it's spoken not to people who have done thing. that. Yeah. And I just love that. Um, okay. I was just going to say, and then like just the opportunity to speak to so many amazing people like yeah, genuinely yeah. love that's, the people we have on this podcast and everyone's views i was going to say that as well so yeah is um just getting to yeah hear different perspectives and yeah just learning from people and i think um for me there's a, there's a couple of things like definitely what you said about being able to interview different people but then one of the things is is great i've discovered about doing a podcast is you can get people who know stuff uh, and just ask them questions and let them talk and then you learn stuff <laughs> uh, so there's been a lot of times we've had people who um, and particularly when it comes to uh, at least for me like for uh, comics because even as someone who owns a manga brand uh, I'm not necessarily the most well-versed in comics and manga but we've had people on that just know so much and I just get a chance to learn and find new things to uh, investigate and I think yeah just being able to pick people's brains and kind of related to that and i'll you know this is where i even <laughs> though i like picking favorites it's hard to pick a favorite episode but I'll, i will highlight an episode and make a larger point where we had ryan jenkins on for the spider-man into the spider-verse mm -hmm. and that was a film i'd already seen i think i might have even seen it twice before we did a podcast so i watched it a third time which is rare for me i don't usually uh, do that i'm trying to be better with it but it's a rarity and even having watched it that many times, when Ryan came on and he was breaking down like the animation styles and the process behind that, mm -hmm. I got new appreciation for that story I'd already uh, I'd already seen, uh, and that has happened in in a few cases over the season. Just being able to, again, perspective, just get a new perspective. Either you know, it might be a new story, but in some cases, it's stories that we already know about 
but getting that new perspective from someone who who knows their stuff and can uh, come at it from a different angle. So I think that's been a yeah really positive thing for me in this podcast this season. Yeah, definitely a lot of people that have that like extra bit of knowledge and and information. And I think another example of that kind of happening on that episode is when we spoke about Princess Mononoke and yeah. how the the translation of that the process of like the translation of that and how it was really like tried to keep as close as possible to the original Without context. Justifying and, it. Yeah. And that, that like kind of that balance and battle, um, which definitely from when you translate something from such a different culture, especially when Princess Mononoke was was made, it's a lot easier now to understand different cultures because we have such direct access to people from those cultures uh that is it but i think like princess mononoke was it was translated when it wouldn't have been as easy and not maybe i mean even so it's still like a very historical context and i think it's harder to sort of understand but yeah like and even uh, when we done inside out finding out about the broccoli thing oh yeah they had to change it for japan yeah i didn't know that yeah I'm someone I really love things in the in the form that they were created because uh, I feel like that helps you understand a culture. But then I understand why localization has to happen to create something for a mass audience. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, no, it has been good to get that perspective from them. So yeah, oh, there's so many great things. We spoke about so many great great anime, uh, <laughs> great films, um, and just yeah, we have we some have some like returning guests that always are a pleasure to have a new guest that i hope return i'm just lo- really looking forward to like the next year of getting everyone's perspectives and and yeah like opening my mind <laughs> yeah. having more conversation i think that's a a good thing uh, particularly after the year we've had um maybe a bit yeah a bit more uh, deeper conversation uh, about things is needed and learning from others perspective is absolutely needed so uh mm-hmm. yeah i mean if you've been listening to us um for the season uh, thank you if you've just joined us uh, and this is your first episode and you're like what's going on check back with the other episodes it'll make more sense everything we just said <laughs> uh, but either way you can let us know your thoughts from season two uh, of the podcast as always our email address is feedback at mayamada.com uh, and you can also um, shout us on social media at Mayamada on Twitter, at Mayamada Tees on Instagram, or at Tazzy on both. And we have a Discord community where you are also welcome to join and give your feedback on the show or suggestions or questions because we do uh, often take questions from people and, you know, our inbox is open. Mm-hmm. I, what I might do when this po- this episode is released uh, in the Discord is share my my notes of making this list a picture of the the handwritten note just so you can see how difficult it was because there's numbers on here they don't correlate to how i read them out (laughs) (laughs) cool all right yeah we'll definitely look forward to see that i might uh, do the same thing i've just got like a uh, a few things i managed to write down so uh, yeah you can check out the discord for our at least for my part messy notes and uh yeah let us know what your favorite stories uh, of the year are that has been our our show that has been our season uh, and yeah this is uh 2020 so final reminders for people if you haven't subscribed to us please do uh check us out 
Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, we generally drop new episodes on Thursdays, so you'll get those notifications. Uh, time to time, we drop in bonus episodes as well. We are manga creators, so I write and produce manga from our universe of characters and in the new year we will have a new story called serious through the fog which i am currently writing and putting together and we'll be able to get started on the artwork once i have yeah completed that process uh, and if there are any gamers in the audience um in the virtual audience that we have here we do have our next gamepad online event uh, on january the 16th so the new year gamepad online so again, you can get a ticket, join us in a Discord uh, or on Twitch. And yeah, in general, stay tuned. Happy New Year. Do you want to say any last shouts, Tazzy? Uh, thank God 2020 is over. over. Yeah. I really hope that 2021 is, is at least a little bit better. Yeah. <laughs> Conventions, even if it's on the 31st of December. 31st? Yeah. I don't know. Totally I can't remember how many days it is. Yeah. Uh, at the end of 2021, just, just one convention, please. I'm begging you. I just need... Just anything, yeah. <laughs> I agree. With yeah, you. I just, I just want to say, like, just everyone listening, like, it's just well done. This year has been a tough year, so you're listening to this, you're here. Well done. It doesn't matter, like, if you've achieved loads or you haven't, and you've just like just surviving this year as an achievement in its in its own. Um, however you've dealt with it, like, just give yourself you a pat back. Yeah, platinum achievement unlocked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> can't get any better than that so yeah so we will see you in 2021 with more podcast episodes including creator interviews video game discussions and deep dives into stories across pop culture once again our email address is feedback at mymatter.com you can also check out the website to listen and subscribe to future episodes that is mymatter.com forward slash story x story so until next time stay tuned stay safe and a happy new year everyone Thank you.